0: Welcome to Pray 60, a prayer guide to help you pray for one hour. Follow this guide through the 12 types of prayer. Five minutes in each type equals one hour. During each of the 12 types of prayer, the guide will assist you with ideas to help you get started. Thank you for committing to participate in Pray 60. Praise is the threshold that enables us to move into the presence of God during our prayer time. All prayer should begin with praise. Christians should learn to focus their full attention on God. As you begin your five minutes of praise, use the following guide to help you focus on the attributes of God as you follow along with the scriptures. God's goodness. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Knowing that the goodness of God Leads you to repentance. Take a few moments to focus on God's goodness. His patience. Numbers chapter 9, verse 30. Yet for many years, God had patience with them. Focus on God's patience. his love 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him focus on God's love wisdom Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Focus on the wisdom of the Lord. His greatness. Psalm 95 verse 3. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. Focus on God's greatness. His knowledge, Hosea 6, 3. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Take a moment to focus on the knowledge of the of the Lord his power Luke chapter 5 verse 16 and the power of the Lord was present to heal them focus on the power of the Lord his holiness Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3 And one seraphim cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Focus on the holiness of the Lord. Glory. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Take a moment to focus on God's glory. Grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Focus on the amazing grace of God. Now take a moment to focus on additional attributes of God that come to your mind. Focus on them for a few moments each until your five minutes has expired. One of the most difficult
1: aspects of our prayer and our devotional life and our time with God is learning to wait upon God. It's one of the principles that, that we've learned, but it's one that stands out as, as possibly one of the most important. And the, see, the critical issue with God's will in our lives, it includes His timing. We all would love to know what God's will is tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next year, but God doesn't choose to reveal His will to us in that way. He chooses to reveal His will a step at a time. Uh, which makes it uh, sometimes difficult on our part because we're impatient people but the challenge is is that he wants us to wait on his timing I think that's why the psalmist says in verse Psalm 46 verse 10 it says be still and know that I am God and essentially what this passage is saying is it's it's a command to wait a command to to pause for a moment And get to know the God of the universe. To get to know the God of all of creation in an intimate, personal way. And I think that one of the wisest things that you and I could ever do is to start our day by connecting with this wonderful, holy God. And as we do that, then we're going to engage in a relationship in which we're going to discover not just what God desires for us and how he desires to lead us, but we will discover uh, the unique intricacies of this holy, wonderful God uh, that is investing in our lives and is leading us each day. Now, you have to ask the question, well, what does it really mean to wait, wait on the Lord? Well, I think David uh, in the Old Testament was a great example of what it meant to wait upon the Lord. You see, when he was 16, uh, he was anointed by God to be the next king of Israel. Uh, Saul was king at that time, but it was 14 years later before David actually became king over Israel. Did God make a promise to David? Absolutely. Was God's promise true, and was it sure? Yes, it was. But it was the timing of God's promise that escaped David. It was unknown to David, even though David knew that he was going to be the next king. So David had to wait. And since David had to wait, much of that time was spent hiding and running away from King Saul, who was, t- who was trying to continually uh, kill him. So you look at these kinds of things and you wonder, well, why would God allow that? Well, through the waiting and through God's perfect timing, God used that delay in David's life to prepare him for what it was going to be like to be king. David would understand what hurt and loss and disappointment was. And God was going to produce the right character qualities in his life in order to accomplish his plan for our lives. And so waiting on God means to wait on God's very best, to wait on God's timing. Something else when you begin to consider Why does God require us to wait on Him? Well, I think one of those things is that none of us knows our future. We don't know what's going to happen next week or next month or even next year. So we need to wait on God to receive His clear direction, to receive His perfect timing. And when we do that, then we are learning to keep in step with what the Lord wants us to do each day. And as a result of that, we find out that... uh, Waiting upon God strengthens our faith. It causes us to, to seek the right things in our lives and to seek His perfect plan and His perfect will daily. Another thing that I want to leave you with when you begin to look at what it means to wait upon God is this. I love this verse of Scripture in Isaiah 64.4. It says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for Him. I love this verse of Scripture because what this says is that the Lord acts on your behalf for those who wait upon Him. So when we wait upon God, we're acknowledging, God, you know better than me what the next step is in my life. You see, God is all-knowing, and we're not. He knows every intimate detail of our lives, and He works to accomplish His perfect purpose. And so He's committed to removing anything that may cause us harm. So let's wait upon Him and trust Him because our Father knows best.
0: Confession is a disclosure of one's sin in the presence of God. It is important to spend time in confession because the Scripture declares in Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayer. For the next few minutes, you will be guided to confess three types of sin in the presence of the Lord. Sinful nature, sinful actions, and sinful attitudes. First, in the presence of the Lord, confess your sinful nature. Psalm 51.5 Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Ask Jesus to blot out your transgressions. Second, in the presence of the Lord, confess any sinful actions that the Holy Spirit reveals. Psalm 51.4 Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight ask jesus to wash you thoroughly from your iniquity finally in the presence of the lord confess any sinful attitudes that the holy spirit reveals psalm 51:17 says the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart ask jesus to cleanse you from your sinful attitudes. Confession is a time for you to give the Lord the freedom to examine your life. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my anxieties, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me. In the way everlasting. Take a moment to ask the Lord to search your heart and do a full spiritual examination. Now ask the Lord to test you with the plumb line of His Word. Confess any areas that do not line up with the standard of God's word. Jesus said in Mark chapter 7 verse 15, There is nothing that enters a man from the outside that can defile him, but the things which come out of him. Those are the things that defile him. Jesus goes on to list Some of the sinful things that come out of man that defile him. Take time to confess each one of these as I read them off. Confess evil thoughts. Adulteries. Any sexual misconduct. Murders. Theft. Greed, wickedness, deceptive dealings, carousing, evil looks, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Now that you've confessed the detailed sins listed, now finally ask the Lord to lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. May God bless you today as you spend time in confession. Pray 60, praying the scripture. The word of God is powerful. It is the important ingredient in living a life of faith before God. I want to share with you a couple of scriptures that you can pray. And hopefully this will be an encouragement to you to to look up other scriptures and just pray these uh, words of scripture back to the Lord. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Pray and ask the Lord that his word would become like a fire to you, that you would have a special burning in your in your soul to, to hunger and thirst after his word, and then it would be a hammer that would break our hard hearts in, into pieces and and make us um, yield to him and his will psalm nineteen seven through eight The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Pray that souls will be saved at the reading and hearing of the Word of God. The testimony of the Lord is pure, making wise the simple. Ask the Lord that his word would give you wisdom and guidance in making daily decisions. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Ask the Lord to give you a special delight for his word, and that your heart would be filled with joy as you read his word and meditate on it. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Ask the Lord right now to open your eyes, illuminate your heart to the truth of His Word, and not just for yourself, but for your family and friends. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Ask God to teach you from His Word, to correct you in areas where you need adjustment, and ask Him to use His Word to instruct you in righteous living so that your life will bring honor and glory to Him. Psalm 119.18 Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to the marvelous truth of his word to give you fresh insight into daily living. The word of God is communication and should be used in prayer. When you read God's word, God is speaking to you. Before you open your Bible, Ask God to bless the reading and understanding of His Word. This Bible reading is not for the purpose of preparing you to teach or to preach, but for God to lead and speak to you. As you read the Word and the Holy Spirit impresses something in you, pray it back to God at that moment. Have a blessed day.
2: The next aspect of prayer that we're talking about is watching. And when we talk about watching, we're talking about having an awareness of things around us, both physically and spiritually, uh, that are areas that need prayer. Uh, And so... Uh, we will start off with the physical things that we're talking about today. And and so physical things, uh, there were things that you saw today physically that should have prompted you to prayer, whether it was an encounter with an individual, whether it was driving by something that made you think about something that needed prayer. Uh, and so in the next few moments, I want you to think about an individual that you encountered today uh, or that you can think of right now that, uh, that needs prayer uh, and begin to pray for them uh, in many different ways, different aspects. Pray for them in the next few moments. Now, I want you to begin to think about uh, maybe uh, a place you drove by today or walked by today or an encounter with a specific, specific place that you uh, had today, whether you drove by the school or uh, drove by uh, the police station or something like that. Uh, just think about a moment today that you've had uh, that you can think of that uh, prompts you to pray for that specific place, uh, whether it's a school. Um, whether it's a building, whether it's an office, whatever the case may be, pray uh, for those individuals uh, in, in in, in this moment now, those places where individuals are. Now let's talk about uh, the spiritual aspect of watching. Throughout today, you have been put in certain situations and certain circumstances that prompt prayer. Um, And so I want you to think uh, today about a situation right now that was a difficult situation for for you to face maybe today or a situation that was maybe a little awkward to deal with. And in this next few moments, just begin to pray uh, that uh, god would do something with that situation uh, that the lord would take control of that situation and allow only what the only all, allow the lord to do what only he can do Lastly, I want you to think about a situation today, maybe a, a point in time where you walked into a building or you encountered an individual um, and you could just feel in your spirit that that was either a dark place or that that individual was going through difficult circumstances themselves uh, and understand that there was spiritual warfare going on there. Uh, I'm now uh, prompting you to pray uh, about that moment, about that individual, about that place, about that circumstance for the next few moments. We'll wrap things up here by praying uh, this this last thing here. Just uh, take a few moments and pray uh, that the Lord would open your eyes today as you encounter the world around you. Uh, make you aware of situations, both physical and spiritual situations, that are in desperate need of prayer. Uh, that that you would be uh, a follower of Jesus that uh, is. Uh, constantly aware uh, of the spiritual warfare around you uh, and the desperate need for prayer in those moments.
3: This session of prayer is on intercessory prayer. In intercessory prayer is the act of praying to God on behalf of others. As we go through the next few minutes, I want you to focus your time on lifting up others before Jesus. In Second Corinthians one eleven, it says, "You also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many." Philippians one nineteen says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I want you to pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray for their physical healing. I want you to pray for their spiritual healing. Pray for th- that their suffering and pain to cease. Pray that their pain would be removed or that they would be healed. Pray that they would have faith, patience, and joy in the midst of those hardships. Now I want you to pray for those who trespass against you or who sin against you. I want you to focus on forgiveness. Pray for those who don't like you. Pray for those who won't talk to you. And pray for those who make you angry. I want you to continue to pray for others. Now I want you to focus on praying for new families in our church and in our community. Pray for families that have lost loved ones recently. Pray for their spouse, their children, and the friends and family of those that have lost a loved one. I want you to pray for widows experiencing a different season of life. I want you to be praying that God would convict you of the sin in your life and in the lives of others. Pray that those you know, that their faith in Jesus Christ would be strengthened. Pray that your eyes would be open to the will of God. Pray that you would have ears to hear God's voice. Pray that the word would penetrate your heart and the hearts of others. Pray for the power to break the power of sin, and that power comes from the Holy Spirit. Pray that God would show you grace and mercy. Pray for spiritual growth. For yourself and for also of those who follow Jesus. Pray for those who have fallen away from their faith. Pray for those who are going through a crisis of faith. Pray for the pastors of your church. Pray for Brother Brent. Brother Eugene, Brother Barry, Brother Mark, Brother Andrew. Pray for the deacons and the ministry that they have. Pray for the Sunday school teachers. And pray for the pastors' wives and their children. Pray for protection against the evil one. And as we wrap this time up, pray that God would give you the strength to continue to pray for others. This segment of prayer is on prayers of petition. This is where we come before God and ask Him humbly for things that we need in accordance with His will. Matthew 6, 8 even says that your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So as we go through this time of presenting our petitions or our requests to God, we want to make sure that we are doing this in accordance with what He has planned for our life. So as we begin, I want you to pray for renewed strength. Pray that we may hear what God's will is for our lives. Pray for patience in understanding what it is God wants us to do. Pray for strength to be obedient to the call that God has given us as followers of Him. Pray that God would keep you alert and attentive so that we may see His will. Ask God to not let you be deceived by the evil one, Satan. Pray that you would be a good steward of what God has blessed you with. <clears throat> pray that He would give you guidance to use what He has blessed you with so that it may u- be used for His glory. Now I would like for you to pray some things concerning yourself that are that are request of God. Pray that he would lead you in following Jesus daily. Pray that he would lead your family in following Jesus. Proverbs speaks of seeking after wisdom. Pray that God would give you wisdom to live out your life in accordance to His will. If you are married, pray that you would fulfill your role as God has called you to fulfill that as the spouse of another. Ask God to direct you in your marriage and in your relationships with others. Ask God to clear your mind of any ungodly thoughts. Pray that you would have thoughts that are pure and right and true and praiseworthy and excellent. Pray that God would give you guidance in ministries that you are to be a part of and that you are to lead out in. Ask God to give you opportunities to serve Him, opportunities in the church, opportunities in the community. and the opportunities at home. Pray that God would help you live out a life of integrity. Ask God to help you manage your finances in a godly way. Go before God and ask Him to give you good health in accordance to His will. Come before God and ask for protection from the evil one. As we close this part of prayer on petition, I want you to think about your relationships and your friendships your love for God and your love for others. Pray that you would have quality family time and that He would use you as a leader in His kingdom.
4: Thanksgiving Psalm 28 says, The Lord is my strength, and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart exults, and with my song I shall thank Him. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully shout to him with psalms, for the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth, the peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it is he who made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker." First Chronicles sixteen eight. Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. First Chronicles sixteen thirty four. Oh give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. psalm 100 verse 4 enter his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name first thessalonians five eighteen. in everything give thanks for this is god's will for you in christ jesus Psalm 7, verse 17, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to His righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Psalm 9, 1, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Jeremiah 33 11 Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Philippians 4 6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Psalm 50, verse 14, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and pay your vows to the Most High. Revelation 7, verse 12, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Colossians 3.17 Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Hebrews 13.15 Through Him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to His name, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14 But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Singing Psalm 96, verses 1 and 2. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Psalm 47, 6. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and His praise in the congregation of the godly ones. Psalm 59, verses 16 and 17. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For God is my stronghold, the God who shows me loving kindness. Psalm 95:1 says O come let us sing for joy to the Lord let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation Psalm 104:33 I will sing to the Lord as long as I live I will sing praise to my God while I have my being Psalm 13, 6, I will sing to the Lord, because He has dealt bountifully with me. Psalm 89, verse 1, I will sing of the loving kindness of the Lord forever. To all generations I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. Zephaniah three verse seventeen. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious war, warrior, he will exult over you with joy, he will be quiet in his love, he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. James five thirteen Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, even the Father, Acts sixteen twenty five, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening. Finally, in Revelation five eleven through fourteen, then I looked. And I heard the voice of many angels, angels around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and every created thing which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and on the sea. And all things in them I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be blessing, and honor, and glory, and dominion, for ever and ever.
1: Another key component of our prayer life and our devotional life is what we would call meditation. Now, when you begin to look at the world today, meditation has taken on a new meaning. It's, it's become a popular exercise, but a lot of people don't understand what it is or how a Christian uh, should do it properly. In fact, to meditate means to focus on one thing. You see, Eastern religions uh, urge people to focus on an object or on their breathing for the purpose of emptying their minds and becoming enlightened. But this isn't how the Christian is to meditate. Instead, the Christian should focus on the Word of God in order to be filled with the truth of God. The word meditation in Scripture literally means to chew on, to think carefully about. When the Lord called Joshua to lead Israel after Moses' death, he told him these words in Joshua 1.8 He said, "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything uh, according to all that is writ- written in it." Well, the Lord wanted to fill Joshua's heart with his word and his commands so uh, precisely and so intimately that Joshua would know how to lead God's people by His standards and by His commands. So that's exactly what God wants to do in your life and in my life as well. So, if we'll meditate on Scripture, what the Lord does is just completely unwrap and unfold His truth and His instructions and His commands in our lives. Now, meditation involves some things on our part. Uh, one of those parts or those activities that we need to engage in when we start thinking of meditation is uh, to properly meditate uh, on the Word of God, we need to shut out the world. That may mean uh, for all of us we need to set our cell phones, our smartphones in another room, or turn off the iPad or our computer, or certainly turn the television off, but we need to draw away and we need to shut out the distractions of the world as much as possible. Something else that we need to, to really focus on is this, is to is to commit ourselves or to focus completely in our relationship with God. And meditation, you see, is, isn't a group activity. It's not something done in, in a large setting, but it's, a, it's genuine private time with the Lord. So we, we draw away and we focus upon the Lord. Another aspect that is part of meditation is that we focus our attention on a passage of Scripture. Now this isn't just a casual reading of God's Word, but it's, uh, it, it's intimate conversations with God. It's not just a quick devotional uh, book that we read heading out the door to school or to work, but it's private conversation with God. And we begin by asking Him to reveal and to, to share with us what He wants to say to us through His Word. And then we begin to listen for His instructions and His guidance while we read and we think and we pray over that particular passage. Meditation is one of the most rewarding, uh, exciting challenges in our time alone with God. Because as we focus upon the Word, as we focus upon our relationship with God, we develop a fascination for the Bible. We develop a fascination for maybe what's next in our life. And God has a desire, a wonderful desire, to be able to speak to us and to uh, instill truth in us at just the right moment. The most, what's so important about that is that we've got to, dis, we got to eliminate the distractions so that we can hear uh, from our Father, and through His Holy Spirit, He's going to enable us and to challenge us to understand Scripture and to rightly divide the the Word of truth in our life, and how it to how it should apply to our life. So, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to make time. Not just to listen, but make time to to meditate and think over the scripture passage that you're reading, uh, the time that you're spending with God, and meditate on His greatness and His holiness and His goodness. And I think as you do that, you're going to discover the things that Joshua found when God told him that if you'll meditate on it day and night and be careful to do all that's written in it, then you'll prosper. It's a wonderful challenge to learn to meditate upon the living God and upon His living Word.
2: Now that you're in a quiet place, no music playing, no noise, as much uh, or as little distraction as possible, it, I want you to think back to a verse in 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, where we see Elijah and and the Lord meet on a mountain. In the, Lord had called Elijah to this mountain and wanted to speak to him. And we pick up in verse 11, and this is what it says. And it said, and he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains, and broke in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire... The sound of a low voice. Some of your translations may read a still small voice. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? In this passage, we see that the Lord speaks not necessarily the, the big things in this passage, the, the wind, the earthquake, uh, the fire, but instead he spoke in a still small voice. When God communicates to us, it's important to understand uh, that we were to be in that lonely, desolate place that Jesus would go to so that he could hear what the Lord had to tell him. Uh, and, and I think back to when we pray and as we bow, we're about to enter a time of prayer, uh, we need to make sure that we're listening for the Lord's voice. And we're not necessarily talking about an audible voice here. Uh, The famed preacher Adrian Rogers would always say, no, it was always much louder than that. But we're listening to what God has to tell our hearts in this moment. So take a moment and begin to pray and just ask God to begin to speak to your heart in this moment that you are taking this time to listen to what he has to tell you. Think back to what God was trying to accomplish in Elisha's life, what he's trying to say in this moment, and what he was accomplishing through these awesome and frightening shows of might with the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. He was reminding his servant that everything in nature was obedient to him, the wind, the foundations of the earth, the fire, uh, and he didn't lack for a variety of tools to get his work done. And, uh, and so in this moment, um, just ask God to speak to your heart and think about some of those chaotic moments throughout the day um, where you see God at work, maybe, and, uh, and what He's trying to tell you through that work uh, and, and begin to listen to what God would like to accomplish through you, um, through His might and through His power. I know the silence in this moment can feel a little awkward because it's so foreign to us to, to get into a place where we are quiet for long moments of time. Um, if you're like me, that ringing in your ears kind of gets a little bit annoying, but try to block all that out for the next few moments. and um, I want you to begin to pray that God would lay on your heart the things that He will begin to have you accomplish for His kingdom, uh, not in the future, but today, tomorrow. Uh, Ask the Lord uh, what His plan for you for tomorrow is, or for the rest of this day, uh, the immediate future. Allow Him to speak truth into your life and listen to what He has to tell you.
0: As you come to the conclusion of your one hour of prayer, it is necessary for us to go out and do battle. Praise has allowed us to enter the prayer experience. And now praise opens the door to victories assured us because of our relationship and fellowship with the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. Listen to the following scriptures as we focus our final attention on praising the Lord. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 4. The Bible tells us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Psalm 52 verse 9 I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. In Psalm 50, verse 23, whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. As you conclude your time alone with God, attention should be given to exalting God and his magnificent name. Take time for the next few moments as you think about the goodness of God and all that He's done for you. Give Him praise for a glorious time of prayer. Honor Him in these moments with words of praise and thoughts of praise. After you've finished End your time of prayer with a spirit of gratitude and have a blessed day.